Hello, friends and acquaintances. Welcome back. Uh, this is an extended hiatus. We're gonna. We're, this is the first episode of our new recording schedule, but it's not even on the day that our new recording schedule is. That's because we are college-age kids, and life happens. But we're here anyway. And I know you missed us, and I know you're all super excited for episode nine, I believe, of the Let's Boogie podcast. Uh, today is Tuesday, April 9th. But hey, enough of my yakking. What do you say? Let's boogie. Let's boogie! Let's boogie. If you have crack, let's boogie. <laughs> no one is going into your asshole. I, I, well, I, I wouldn't let him without the crack. starting am i who's whose line is it uh not yours apparently since you have yeah. completely dropped the ball in the moment <laughs> i wanted to see if you could carry it uh from the intro and you really just <laughs> biffed it my bad, bad. okay yeah, so fumble it's been what 11 days since our last podcast um but nothing that huge has happened um yeah, I'll we're going to we're going to start uploading on Tuesdays and recording on Sundays, but we're lazy. And also, we wanted to get our reactions of the national championship that is currently happening right now. Biggs, you want to give me a score update and how much time we got left? There is a minute and 31 seconds to play at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. And the score is Virginia 65, Texas Tech 64. Timeout on the floor. So sweet. Uh, now that we're talking about the national championship and everything, uh, I just want to. Oh, are you about to flex? If you guys are listening right now, go back a couple episodes and uh, just listen to how much slander I got for, uh, <laughs> for not for, for not knowing for not knowing my basketball, and yet here we are at the end of the cha- at the end of the tournament. And Another episode where we are trying to make dumb luck seem relevant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, still came out on top. Yeah, but <clears throat> it's fine. It's about the results, Hopefully, right, Chris? Hear that, hear that, yeah. ladies. He he won a bracket pool. It's his crown. Yeah. It's his crowning achievement. He has a yep. he has a dog, and he <laughs> thinks he knows sports. Get at him, ladies, because Chris, like, this is your moment. Because like Charlize Theron, he is shockingly single. Chris, you, th- this is your moment to plug your Instagram and Twitter. Oh, is it? Nah, I don't. No, I don't want to do it. If you did, I would have. Cut you out in the edit, anyways. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The this March Madness has not gone my way at all. Although I am a big fan of Texas Tech being in the championship. Props yeah. to them. And yeah. uh, it's their first again, appearance, isn't it? It's both teams' first appearances in the national championship game. Oh, which no is crazy shit. to me, considering how many times Virginia's been the one seed. The first, yeah. the first time in forty years that both participants in the national title game are first timers. The last time was in nineteen seventy nine, the famous Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird game. The more you know. But what I what I find kind of funny about Virginia being in the championship is, you know, last year they lost to UMBC, uh, and they were the one seed last year, and. You know, I would I would just call that irony. I'm I'm really it's hoping he- that it's a hell of a turnaround. Yeah, hell of a turnaround. But um, I mean, it would be really cool to see Texas Tech win too. I mean, honestly, I could really care less at this point because you know, I already won. But hey, got to go. Subtle flex. Yeah, but like um, we said, get at him, ladies. He knows what yeah. he's talking about. In our other bracket group, you are second, so you do need Virginia yeah, to win. I, but yeah. but that more determines our uh, draft for our fantasy order, um, which doesn't yeah. matter because at the end of the day, I've won it two years in a row, and yeah. I will win it a third year in the ro- in, in a row, regardless of my draft position. So I'm not that concerned. All right, it. we've talked enough about <laughs> yeah. we've talked enough about and, sports on the internet and pretending like and, people uh, give a shit about sports on the internet. Uh, yeah, sorry for flexing. I can't flex. We're just, it's, it's, we're just hey. jerking our dicks around. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much what that, it is. I mean, yeah, yeah. we just got to stop jerking ourselves off. 
we're, sh- we're shredding yeah. gnar. Yeah, shredding gnar. <laughs> Munching box and shredding gnar with the boys. Oh <laughs> at least, at least the sigs aren't inside yet. Yeah, sigs inside. <laughs> <laughs> Say it, Bigelow. Say it. S- say it for the people in the back. Sigs inside. Oh, okay. Well, that was very. Uh, yeah, um, that was very anticlimactic. But, yeah, uh, but I know you want to talk about uh, the big event of the eleven days, which was um, basketball for college. That um, wasn't related to the tourney. Would be the hiring of um, Fred Hoiberg. Yeah. No. Uh, Nebraska decided to make a big boy move. Um, I was fortunate enough to be at Fred's introductory press conference, which was last Tuesday, I believe, at uh, at the stadium. Uh, every you know, all the Nebraska power brokers were there: the chancellor of the university, the president of the university, the AD, old Scotty Frost. You know, they were all in the building. It was a a who's who, and then me. But um, no, I. Like the the vision that uh, Fred laid out, uh, I was kind of surprised he spent as much time as he did talking about as much. Uh, like he his opening statement of his press conference was nine minutes long, and most of it was talking about all the family he has in the state of Nebraska and the connections he has to the University of Nebraska. And as I'm talking about this, I can hear the Iowa State fan tears. And I can taste them, and man, they are delicious. But um, <laughs> salty? No, they are very, very angsty, salty tears from the other side of the river. But I'm definitely, uh, definitely quite the time to be in Lincoln with uh, the duo of Hoiberg and Frost. Uh, the future is rather bright, I'd say. Um, I think it's great that Nebraska has gone for two, getting two coaches for their two most not relevant programs, but the two most relevant sports in America, um, getting two coaches that are under the age of 50 that they can lock down for long-term contracts. I think that's going to pan out. Breaking Um, moose. Uh, We even got a watch bomb on that. Uh, Actually, I'm referring to breaking moose with the fact that Texas, Texas took the lead with 35 seconds left. (laughs) Uh Oh, breaking moose. But, uh, yeah, we got a Woj tweet. Nebraska basketball got a Woj tweet. That's how you know. Uh, Is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, that's how you know. Oh, uh, my bad. Woj, bo- Sorry, Woj, Woj bombs. Woj bombs are flying about Nebraska ball. Uh, quite the time to be alive. It's kind of weird that, you know, it's April. The spring game is this weekend, and usually around this time everyone's just digging way too deep into stuff about spring football practice around here. But they're talking about basketball and that's quite the, yeah. uh, quite the change. So that's how, that's how, you know, the times they are changing indeed. Yeah. I think, um, as long as, as long as Fred gets some good, um, recruiting, um, because there was a tweet that I saw about, um, in Nebraska, who's going to want to play for who, you're obviously going with Hoiberg because yeah. well, I mean, Greg the, is on the downslope. Well, in the region, I mean, in the region, you know, you got you got Fran McCaffrey, Greg McDermott, and Fred Hoiberg. I think the choice is rather obvious Pretty, yeah. as to yeah. who who you'd want to play for. The guy who's been an NBA head coach, been an NBA executive, led the NBA in three point percentage as a player. You know, he uh, had an amazing career at Iowa State, both as a player and as a coach. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, he uh no the future is very bright and uh yeah go big fred baby i'm excited i just turned on this game just in case something crazy happens because you know it's march madness something probably will especially it's not march anymore it's april but yeah this is no longer march this is april but uh april atrocities i don't know i'm just trying to think of some april action (laughs) uh yeah um yeah but i mean in other news other than like sports stuff uh i know uh matt you went and saw shazam both me and bigelow did you want to um you want to give your little insight on that and then we'll um, yeah go ahead uh, 
What are you thinking? So, so, so I was uh, b- before I went to go see it. Um, Chris called it one of the best superhero movies he had ever seen, and Bigelow didn't give his opinion. And I, and I was looking at the ratings on IMDb, and it's pretty high for a DC superhero movie, especially. Um, I wasn't super impressed. I thought it was pretty average. Um, I did not think the humor worked, um, and I gave it uh, three out of five. Uh, Sham, Sham, Shamzui Mamas on on <laughs> on my Instagram story, uh, just because I I it just didn't work for me. Um, legit, the only funny parts to me were um near the end of the movie with um the battle with the villain and they're up in the sky. Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? I don't want to yeah. I don't want to say anything else. But other than that, the only part I really laughed was when I mean the bullies hit. The handicapped kid with their car. Yeah, I mean, and that's, I was dying because yeah. that makes no sense. <clears throat> I mean, I honestly thought it it wasn't that bad. I mean, it's something new, you know. You get this different kind of backstory. Um, you know, a kid turns into a super like a full grown man, and he, you know, you say one word, and you're just instantly the most powerful. I mean, I don't know. I thought it was. It's something different other than like these mar- cookie cutter Marvel movies that just come out, you know, every three years. Whereas Shazam was, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if I should, you know, towards the end, you know, you see something that you really, I really didn't expect, you know, yeah, at the beginning yeah. of the movie. I know what you're which, talking about. Which I thought was, you know, that's something different. But at the same time, you know, I mean, well, see, I do me- know that you did say that like a lot of the, good jokes were in the trailer like yeah yeah I, that i mean i kind of agree with but the at best punchlines man were all yeah. in the trailers well, and think, that really i think the biggest issue with the movie in my opinion was it couldn't establish what tone it wanted to have too many times yeah, too many sure times it, for. too many times it kept like you go from you know he's they're doing like the superpower tests or whatever and you know they're like he's, he's flossing he's flossing he's doing a fuck yeah he's doing a damn Fortnite dance and then two minutes later you get the scene in the boardroom where people are getting brutally murdered and thrown out of skyscraper windows and it's just yeah. like what what are we doing here like what's <laughs> what's the yeah what's so i actually like? wrote down a couple gripes that i had um it, it 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 mainly just all I can say it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, the bullies acting the way they did, um, yeah. No one beats up a crippled kid just because he's crippled and run him, uh, hit yeah. him with with your car in front of the yeah. school. What that's the hell's going illegal. on? <laughs> yeah, what? That's that. That's why like are a the felony. cops not involved? I don't yeah. know what's going on there. Yeah. Um, but other than that, um, the climax I thought was a little unsatisfying. Other than that, that reveal, uh, that twist, um, yeah. but also just the characters just did things that didn't make sense. Because in 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 the opening scene of the movie, you know, um, uh, the bad guy's dad uh, gets paralyzed because of a car accident, and his brother's in the car with him. So they get in this car accident, and then after after it's over, uh, both the brother and the kid. Um, get out and the brother looks at the kid before he's even like attending to the dad or as he's attending and, and just looks at him and, and goes this is all your fault who the yeah. fuck says that who says yeah, who's, that to- who says that to an like nine-year-old boy yeah you know um, like yeah and the villain was kind of weak but mainly what killed it for me um i don't want to give away too too many uh spoilers but the motivation of the backstory of the kid Shazam and with his mom. Yeah. And, um, that whole situation literally made no sense. That's not how any human being would react to anything. And I think that it's, um, as you know, a professional screenwriter and a professional filmmaker. And, um, you know, I've been in the field. I know how this works. Um, (laughs) as someone who, um, has written comedy before on scripts. Um, it's kind of like comedy is well done when your characters still act like real people. 
And in this movie, the characters just I, I didn't think they acted like how real people would act in certain but, situations. Yeah. But then again, and that's what really then killed again, me. It's, it's a comic book movie. And I think yeah, that's but like, what like you got to you can't like expect realism from a comic book movie. Like it's very everything yeah, is very exaggerated and like don't get me wrong like when i had my comic book phase as a kid i was way in more into dc stuff than i was marvel stuff so i actually kind of knew a little bit going into this movie like what to expect about like savannah and then like the what they showed in the the mid credit scene and all that stuff like I kind of I expected to see some of that, and I I was kind of I kind of thought it was really true to the the source material, which has been kind of a kind of one of the main gripes surrounding the DC movies, which is like it's its own thing and does not pay any sort of homage to the source material. So I mean I I agree like it's not like a masterpiece, but it's not awful. And even, no, see, even what I'm talking in about is, it being average, it's still a top three DC movie, which just tells you how far yeah, behind. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Which tells you how far behind DC really is, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but, um, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying um, the characters don't act like how real people would react to situations. And although, like you said, I shouldn't expect realism in a comic book movie, at the same time... I couldn't relate to the characters because, you know, you have to think about, you know, as you're watching a movie, you think, what would I do or what would someone I know do in this situation? And I just really couldn't relate to how some of the characters reacted to certain situations. And that's like writing 101. If you're not going to make your characters um, grounded in reality, you have to at least make them uh, relatable or personable. Yeah, to the audience because then it just becomes something that like someone like me who looks at that stuff it just did a lot of the stuff didn't make sense yeah but um at the end of the day it wasn't a horrible movie and zachary levi i i love zach he's a he's a fun guy um it, it was a fun movie still at the end of the day but i really just don't think it's as good as a lot of people are saying it is this has been film snobbery with matthew larson <gasps> Uh, well, you know, when you have 1,400 movies on your IMDb ratings, then I, I feel like I yeah. know a little bit about what the fuck I'm talking about. But that's just me. Fuck me, right? And that's the tea, sis. Tea has been spilled. Yeah. But going along with <clears throat> a lot of this uh, television and movie talk, uh, Matt, I don't know if you got a chance to watch uh, the first episode of the new Twilight Zone. Fuck no. Yeah. Uh, Then I guess I'm the only one that did. And I can tell you right now, it is not worth it. Uh, If you're if you're out there and you want a CBS all access pass to watch Twilight Zone, don't do it because rethink your priorities. Rethink it because (laughs) your priorities. If you're paying for CBS all access to begin with. Yeah. Just reevaluate but, yourself as a person <laughs> if you're that if yeah. you're that invested in a subpar remake of the Twilight Zone. Rehashing, yeah. I should say. Not a but, remake, uh, so, but. so what was the concept of the first episode? So just the first episode give, was, give was called the, was called The Comedian. Uh and it starred okay, he's Is it Kumail? I, I'm gonna Yeah, I'm gonna butcher the name. Kumail Nan Jamani. Nan- Nanjiani. Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, I don't want to give away like the plot in case people uh, actually. No one's going to, no, 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 no one's, no one's, one's paying, no one's paying for that trash. Yeah. Just, just so, give me the major beats, major plot Okay. Points. So pretty much, uh, he's a stand up comedian. Um, and he goes and makes a deal with the devil, uh, to make his comedy more, f- more funny. Um, it was really, f- it was really it dragged i mean that kumail is a he's a decent actor but i mean i would say he's more of a comedic comedic actor um than anything um but it was really drawn out and predictable i mean you know at the if you make a deal with the devil you know karma yeah it's it's karma so like you know you're not going to be able to escape that and by the end of it you know you're just 
you're trying to side with Kamel, like, oh, he's going to survive, he's going to survive, and then, you know, he just, it goes well for, you know, 20, I, I don't know if it was 10 or 20 years, but, uh, you know, a well, certain see, time, a time passing screen goes by and then uh, it comes up and I, it was, it was just terrible. I mean, see, you know, for I, me, this whole, this whole Twilight reboot thing, Twilight Zone reboot is like, why, why, why fix something if it's not broken? Um, I, 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 I understand the, the need and the want to update it for a more modern audience. But those old episodes, I mean, I've watched the first season on Netflix or Hulu, whatever one it's on, but like they're classic stories that are still relatable to today. Um, the first one that comes to mind is the guy who's the last person on earth. And that's like one of my favorite TV episodes ever. Um, just cause I love the concept, but like Jordan Peele, I really don't think is like a, a horror master. And it, I think this love affair with Jordan Peele is one of the most overhyped and overrated things that has been going on in pop culture. I definitely appre- appreciate his originality and his want to like try something new. Um, but he's not he doesn't make things that are scary. I know a lot of people like the hype for Jordan Peele isn't that like it's overhyped. But I mean... If you can do horror and comedy, I mean, you're pretty talented. Like, you can't lie that this dude is actually. Anyone, like, I don't think anyone's denying the man's talent. Yeah. I think no, the I, thing I understand. Is like, yeah. just because, like, props to you for being creative and props for, to you for having your own ideas, but that doesn't mean that just originality doesn't equal mastery. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's still elements of. I mean, you can't admit that there aren't elements of both those movies that are just corny as hell. Like yeah. they're just, just, just corny. Like, I don't even want to. Like, well, I'd say I'd I'd say Get Out is far and away um, the better horror movie. Um, I don't think Us should have been advertised as a horror movie. I think it should have just been advertised as like a thriller, like a surreal, like a suspense, type like of, a suspense movie, like a sus- yeah. like, like, an, like a. I think they're both. I I have a tough time categorizing either of them as horror movies, but maybe that. I mean, I'm I'm not in film. Well, think sc- I'm not out. in film school, so my definition of horror <laughs> is probably different from yours. But I, I think the only reason Get Out's a horror is because of the concept itself. I don't I I don't know if the concept of like doppelgangers doppelgangers is necessarily like a scary concept, but get out being like white people taking over black people's bodies. I think that's a little scary. (laughs) It's a little, a little little frightening. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's so many other directors who are doing amazing things right now. I mean, you have, uh, Ari Aster uh, who directed hereditary and wrote it. I'm pretty sure, Mm -hmm. um, is coming out with a a new movie called midsummer. Um, I think it's coming out this year. But um, that's also another horror movie that I'm really anticipating. Um, but then, obviously, like, I just think there's so many better, talented directors out there that are not a big name like Jordan Peele. Like, everybody knows who Jordan Peele is at this point, but nobody knows who um, and everybody Robert... And everybody knows who Keen Peele is because he did Dave Chappelle's show for five years. That's how everyone knows who, <laughs> who Jordan Peele is. Which, Pretty I mean, much. It's just... I don't know. Um, and and he's just been in the industry for so long, but nobody knows who Robert Eggers is, who directed one of my favorite horror movies of all time, The Witch, and is actually um, remaking Nosferatu um, and doing his own Ooh, other orig- or, original Nosferatu. <laughs> Nosferatu. Well, then who was flickering the lights? <laughs> Nosferatu. All right, not no, gonna lie. As a kid, that ski- that scene scared the fuck out of me. That that one episode of SpongeBob is scarier than anything yeah. Jordan Peele has made yeah. so far. <laughs> <laughs> Taking out the trash has never been an easy thing for me. You can't Ever tell since. me that is not a true statement. <laughs> At Taking night. out the trash. Yeah, god damn it! I was just <laughs> gonna sorry, fucking I'm say sorry. that. God damn it! Go ahead At and night. Say it. Go ahead and say it. And and the no. scene with SpongeBob walking on the ceiling with yeah. the suction cups. God, what a great show! Can we yeah. talk about SpongeBob for like a minute? 
Yeah, a great let's show. Do it. Okay, that's sh- you want to talk about Rick and Morty being impactful to society. SpongeBob Sp- crawled so Rick and Morty could walk. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I mean SpongeBob is literally uh, like mickey mouse at this point yeah. i will i will take your wubba lubba dub dub and raise <laughs> you one best day ever and and i'll even call you with a gary come home that was that was one of the most emotional roller coasters ever what about um you do a loop-de-loop and pull and my shoes are looking cool no like SpongeBob really is like the voice of a generation in more than one way. Like, and name w- I mean, name one SpongeBob track that does not slap. They yeah, all mean, kind of bump. They they really do, and I mean, I think it. I think it's just so impactful because you know those first three seasons, everybody our age has seen every yeah. episode five or six times through. Yeah, maybe even more, honestly. Just because they were on constant reruns. I mean, nowadays, yeah. you could probably say it's definitely de- decreasing quality. But those first three or four seasons, man. I mean, I'm, aren't they still making it? Like, are there new are. episodes? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're, so, they're not going to stop that until the uh, the voice of SpongeBob dies, to be honest. I can't remember I mean, that guy's name. Didn't, but Didn't they say that they were going to be canceling it, though? I definitely I think, thought I read something that they were canceling it. Yeah, that was like three or four years ago. They definitely internet liked... jokes. Yeah, fake news, right? Fake wrong. News. It's wrong. Fake news. <laughs> Thank you, Kanye. Very cool. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Sad. Uh, Witch hunt. <laughs> There is a witch. Uh, there is a witch hunt against American icon SpongeBob SquarePants. He is a SpongeBob great friend. SquarePants. He is a dear friend. He can do no wrong. He is very funny, and everyone seems to be out to get him. SpongeBob is 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 the enemy of the people. Okay, but honestly, SpongeBob is like, you know, the role model employee, never late. Is happy at his job. And he's been employee of the month and for he, like 13 yeah. years. <gasps> yeah, I mean. To yeah. summarize it in one catchphrase, he is ready. Yeah. He's ready. <laughs> but speaking of jobs, Matt, don't you have some exciting news? Ah, uh, yes. I am probably going to be joining the Ace family. All three of us have worked at Ace Hardware. Hell yes. And, Look at and that. What yeah. a time. The Ace boys. The Ace yeah. boys. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, Matt, you're gonna love it. Ace Ace Hardware, please sponsor us. All, <laughs> all, all three of us have worked for you. I'll definitely talk to Anne. I think she's my yeah. We've, I think wor- she's my we've new worked for local uh, locally owned Aces, corporate Aces. We've been all around the block, and we yeah. we love us some helpful hardware folks. I have I've worked at three hardware stores. Well, the same Ace, but. You must be a like, handy guy. Yeah. I'm a update, I'm a pretty hand <laughs> update final score in overtime. Virginia 85, Texas Tech 77. Virginia won. Virginia. God damn it. Chris, Virginia you won, won both of our bracket groups. Fuck. Yes. <sighs> you want to know what's funny? I wasn't even watching the game. That's how little I care about basketball. And you still fucking won. And I still All fucking All right, won. let's get him to, let's get him to shut up. Uh the cha- <laughs> the Champions League resumes this week. Uh There we go. Both of uh, me and Matt you know what that is? Uh, teams are in Is that action. lacrosse? Um <laughs> on I believe it's Wednesday, right? Wednesday? <laughs> totally just ignored you. Um, um yes, Wednesday. Uh Man U takes on Barcelona. And is that yeah. game in England or in Spain? Uh, I can't tell you that because I will not be watching it. I will be in school. I can't tell you where our game is either. So look at us. But uh, so, true fans, true soccer fans, big so, soccer guys. How many touchdowns do you have to win by? 
can we mute him? <laughs> that right, that yeah. is what the editing process is for. But this <laughs> exactly. is actually a pretty good. This is a pretty good sports week. Obviously, it started the day with this national championship. Oh, look at these sad Texas Tech players. Oh, you have to go back to Lubbock, Texas. I'd be crying too. But you, anyway, you high, yeah, hard uh, yeah, started the night with a really good national championship game. Actually, pretty pretty high scoring compared to what most people thought it would be. And then the Champions League is back. Baseball is rolling, and then, of course, uh, Thursday through Sunday, a tradition unlike any other, the Masters on CBS, baby! But uh, we, but we, yeah, what a week. Not only a week for sports, but what a week for Jim Nance. Jim Nance just called this Final Four, and he gets to go from the Final Four to the Masters. That's the dream. He's a goat. That's the dream. Hello, Hello, friends. But, um, yeah, we were saying soccer. Uh, I'm not too uh, worried about Porto. And uh, What do you got on aggregate for your final score? Uh, 4-1. Wow, that's bold. Yeah, pretty, pretty bold. No, nah, we're going to thrash them. I'm fully... Uh, yeah, to be honest, I think Porto was the definite easy draw. Porto, we're going to thrash them, just like we did last year. I'm really excited. It's... Uh, I cannot say the same for United against Barcelona. I think that's actually probably the best matchup of this of this round. Um, just because Barcelona, you know, obviously everybody knows Barcelona, but United have somehow at the same time found a way to turn around their season but are still super inconsistent because our players are just the definition of inconsistency. Um, but... I mean, Paul Pogba, he had more goals and assists in the first month or two of um, Ole uh, at the wheel. Um, Ole at the wheel, (laughs) take um, it from my hand. (laughs) uh, um, He he, he had more goals and assists in the first like month or two of Ole's career. than he has had in his United tenure, but since then has like completely disappeared and been super, super underwhelming every game he's been in. Um, I I just hope that um, my, my boy Rashford can step up. Uh, he's been a he's been vital to the season, um, but I am thinking, just because you know I'm a United stand, I'm gonna go with um, the same that we beat PSG with. I'm gonna go with a three to three aggregate. But y'all score some goals win. on the road to yep. sneal a little W. No man, I think, it just makes I think it's me gonna be fun. makes me really happy that we're down to sixteen and PSG and Real Madrid are and Bayern Munich are nowhere to be found. It actually, I mean, those teams are the definition of just owners who come in with a ton of money and just buy up everything, expecting them. They're the hey, we can't we can't we can't say that because we do have the biggest oil money club of them all. Manchester City still uh, left to be uh, left to be dealt with. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm really we can cross our fingers as a United fan. I'm super conflicted because fuck Manchester City. But at the same time, fuck Liverpool. So I really want you guys to bottle it like you have so many times before. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna it would be a task for us to for us to choke uh i um, think i think city is on a tear though right now man well all i'm saying is i think there's only one i mean the rest of our our slate there is one game that even remotely worries me and it's this weekend which is kind of iffy you know coming off of Coming off, the, coming off the big Champions League tilt with Porto, uh, we got Chelsea this weekend, and that for some oh, reason I would not be worried. Well, let, well, compared to well, we've got Chelsea this weekend, and then I'm liter- I'm I'm pretty sure that the rest of our slate is Huddersfield, Wolverhampton. Yeah, here we go. It is Wolves are scary. It is Chelsea, Cardiff, Huddersfield, Newcastle, and Wolves. Wolves are scary. Um, wait, did you just say Wolves is your last game? Yes, it is. That's if if, if it comes down to the wire, I think you guys will choke because Wolves have a tendency to just 
blow up on the big clubs this year. Sunday, Sunday, May 12th at 9 a.m. And the game is at Anfield. So should be um, <laughs> should be a good time. But we are running short on time here. So let's get into our millennial moves. Yes. Um, or actually, uh, do you want me to do my movie minute yeah, real quick? Go ahead and do your, do mass your movie movies, minutes. fella. Okay. So real quick, uh, we have on Amazon Prime, Logan Lucky and The Florida Project, two of my favorite overlooked movies. Logan Lucky's a super unique comedy and The Florida Project, I think I actually watched with Chris. Uh, some of the best cinematography of any movie ever and original story. It's a good time. But then other than that, on Netflix, you got um, I found uh, it's kind of short on movies this week. Honestly, I was filming for four days in a row um so i picked zodiac if you haven't seen it great movie so good um, david fincher's a uh, a beast um but yeah. then other than that i was watching the the mummy movies <laughs> oh brendan <laughs> fraser yeah oh man whatever happened um, to him he i don't want to go into it it wasn't good yeah it was less <laughs> less than ideal for uh yeah, yeah. but um, we all know what he's doing this Sunday. Are you kidding? This is Texas Motor Speedway. I get to drive the 2019 Silverado. That's a cool piece of gear. <laughs> what are you doing this Sunday? <laughs> what are you guys doing? What are you doing this Sunday? <laughs> um, um, no, but yeah, those but are yeah. some good options for the movie uh, minute. But Chris, what do you got for your... Millennial mood. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. My big yikes of the week uh, goes out to the Nationals pitcher Trevor Rosenthal. Uh, so for those of you, you uh, yeah, so <laughs> your ERA is your, uh, you know, as a pitcher. Um, ERA stands for earned yeah, run earns run. Yes. Chris's was Thank really you. high in high school. <gasps> it was not. But anyways. Um, Flex on him, Tre- Chris. Yeah. Trevor Rosenthal has an ERA of infinity um, after three appearances this season. Um, what the hell does that mean? So in his first six appearances, um, he has never recorded an out. So every oh every person God. that he has faced has scored. That's bad. So you very bad. Is, very is, bad. Is that like so, historically bad? Yes. So listen to this. He he would have to uh he'd have to throw thirty one consecutive scoreless innings to even get close to a three ERA. And a three ERA is it would be looked at as being terrible. You know, I mean not terrible, but you know, less than ideal to have a three ERA. Um, but just to have an infinity <laughs> fucking ERA, that is garbage. That is, is I mean, he, is he supposed got, to be good? I mean, he, he was actually it expected for him to be good. When I he mean, got in the league, I mean, he was, a. I know he was on the Cardinals. Bigelow told me this, that he was on the Cardinals he before he went to the nationals. Absolutely and he was, awful back then. Yeah, but in, so, a, I mean, in a sport that I, is built on failure, being average yeah. can get you jobs again and again. Yeah, um, but I mean, that's so just real gotta, quick as a comparison for non-baseball people. You're basically saying he's the Nathan Peterman of the MLB. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I I thought I had. Um, <clears throat> Thought I oh here here we go. The Nationals Trevor Rosenthal has faced seven batters over three appearances so far this season. This is how it goes. Single, single, walk, single, single, walk, walk. Uh with four hits, seven runs, all of which are earned with three walks. So um yeah, it's absolutely garbage. I mean, it's I could throw better than that if I was in the MLB. I mean, you gotta you got to step your game up, Trevor. That's it's going to be a yikes for me. Uh, I honestly think he's got. I honestly think he might get bought out of his contract. I mean, it's that's got to be that's got to that's, that's got to get worked on. Bad, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, to pitch 31 consecutive scoreless innings, three up, three down. That's literally a perfect game. I mean, nine innings scoreless is like without hits, without without anything is a perfect game. 31. Yeah. 31. That's absolutely terrible. Uh, but yeah, what do you got, Matt? Um. Biggs, do you actually have yours up? Because I think uh, mine is going to be something that, we, that we're going to want to talk about for a little bit. I uh, I do have mine up. Mine is it's very broad, but also specific at the same time. My, you just hate to see it, is pettiness. Um, and it's going to go to current Oakland Raiders wide receiver Antonio Brown for uh, his little uh, social media ramblings throughout the week. Uh, he's been trying to get at a friend of the program, Juju Smith-Schuster, via social media. Uh, he even went as far as to post a screenshot of a DM that Juju sent him when he was in college at USC. As you know, they used to be teammates, and now they're just uh, being petty. And uh, as Antonio said on his Twitter uh, yesterday, keep your emotions off the internet. And nothing is permanent except change. Uh, so yeah, pettiness. You hate I'd to say it's it. more from Antonio though than Juju. Oh, I would no. That's definitely, definitely no. Uh, Antonio's being a little, uh, little petty. How can you hate on Juju? How can you hate on the man? He's a cool guy. Um, but my my big oof is going to be. So we got. One of my favorite trailers that I've seen in a long time, a movie I've been waiting for because of Joaquin Phoenix, probably my favorite working actor today, uh, Joker. That is going to be coming out in October or September. So my big oof is not the Joker trailer. I loved it. Um, I can't wait for it. I love Joaquin, as I said. My big oof is because um, we have uh, – this is actually kind of stolen from one of my favorite YouTubers. His name's Vito. Um, Woke Twitter decided to uh, share their opinions on the Joker trailer. And basically what it boils down to is that in a world where we have uh, white men mass murdering people, uh, we are going to give attention to another deranged white man um, uh, in a movie that will justify his actions. And this doesn't make sense to me uh, because this is the Joker. Yeah. And this is not a real person. And as Vito said in his video, I want to go back to a world where I can go go and watch a movie and I don't have to, like, have an opinion told to me that this is, like, some politically charged uh movie that's going to cause white men to go shoot people (laughs) yeah i mean it's the it is the joker like you just said it's the fucking joker like he's notoriously known for being a fucking lunatic well i'm sure the same people who would tweet something along those lines are also the same people who just i wish heath ledger was still around Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker is iconic, and they just it is. Tw- I, I'm not saying it isn't, but it's the people who that is like one of their go-to pop culture takes. Yeah, and then well, they'll say you know something just stupid. Well, it's 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 the same people who um, basically a tweet that I saw was along the lines of like um, Joker will be successful in the wrong audience. And will cause white men to uh, justify their um, craziness. At the end of the day, um, I don't know. I, as as a white man, I think most of you can tell that. I'm a little like, okay, um, didn't we go through this whole argument with video games and how video games don't make you violent? Why would the Joker movie cause? anyone to justify their own insanity yeah um i don't know man i'm just just, so i'm so tired of these people honestly i think it's just like it's woke twitter like people just say shit to get a reaction i mean to get attention that's exactly what i was just about to say like the amount of people that like actually think that it's 
you know, politically charged. Like, no. This is they, a movie about yeah. a villain that's been around for how, how many years? Yeah. N- nearly yeah. close to, f- uh, clo- close to, I mean, at least 50. Yeah. Like it's been, I think yeah. it's a, it's something that's been around forever, but segue, but a, we still have one. Hang se- on. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. Okay. Hang on one second. I wanted to make on a lighter note for the Joker movie. I had this written down. So Jack Nicholson's Joker adaptations, his na- the Joker's name was Jack Napier, whereas Joe Queen, however you say it, Joaquin, Joaquin, Joaquin well, Phoenix's Joker. You that. not only butchered yeah. that, you butchered the Joe name Quinn. of the yeah. Joker, bro. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> his name is Arthur Fleck or A. Fleck, which is Ben Affleck's, uh, you know, that was just a little... I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, Anyways. I'm not sure about that. Not <laughs> sure but, about that at all. But but real quick, if you're one of these people, can you please just get off Twitter so we can all enjoy our lives? Yeah. I just I'm really tired of it. <laughs> just take a hiatus. Take a hike. Take a lap. Yeah. <laughs> take a lap there, kid. Take a nap uh, on the highway, please. But Biggs, oh, what was your segue? I was gonna say we should set before, you know, Chris told people to let cars hit them. I was gonna say we should I took set. a hit. I and called one of the best working actors, Joe Quinn. Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe, Joe Quinn Finex. You know, Joe Quinn Finex. Yeah, That's he's fine. Uh, yeah English. Jaquoon. 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 Jaquoon Finex. Uh, no, but um, I was just gonna say we should talk about some people who've got Moxie. You know what you got, Jay? You got Moxie. I don't really know a whole lot about this situation, but um, just really quick, um, some poacher in, I think it was Africa, somewhere, yeah. where they were hunting elephants and stuff, got Africa? trampled by, yeah, <laughs> got trampled by elephants and then eaten by a lion, um, which is great. I'm yeah. so happy that, that karma is a thing because... Yeah, when nature fights back. Yeah. Um, David Attenborough's sitting across the way yeah. you know just narrating the whole thing i'm just i'm just happy that humans get what's get what's coming to them sometimes yeah uh, that's a victory for mother earth and uh fuck that guy even though he's dead yeah all right fuck his soul yeah so uh on a lighter note i'm gonna <laughs> oh, that was i'm gonna the <laughs> elephants and the lion had moxie just just, just yeah. to make that clear yeah. not the poacher animals killed. animals have moxie <laughs> We love nature. Um, yeah. So I'm going to... Tra- we also do not objectify women. We do, we do not objectify <laughs> women, just a reminder. Uh, so I'm going to give some uh, some props to American hero, street philosopher, and uh, modern poet, Mr. Billy Ray Cyrus. He's got moxie for uh, hopping on a track with old Lil Nas X. Uh, I'm sure you've heard it. It's everywhere. Uh, it's, uh, and it's fire. Uh, I don't care what you say. It's heat. And Billy Ray brought it. And, uh, yeah. And I, I like the whole concept of that. They told Lil Nas X that it wasn't country enough. So he said, what's more country than Hannah Montana's dad and got, and got him on a track and it, and it goes. So, uh, Billy Ray has, He's got balls. Yeah. Uh, so my my you got moxie goes out to Craig Cunningham. Uh, he's an AHL AHL hockey player, um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna expand on this. So in three years ago, uh, his leg had to get amputated, um, and uh, three years have passed. Uh, he has. Just went, got back out on the ice, and he's playing with a prosthetic fitted skating leg, and he scored two goals in an AHL game. So uh, you just got to know nothing can hold you back from achieving greatness. Um, but yeah, Craig Cunningham. I also saw that Ryan uh, Shazier, is his name, um, is actually doing uh, like box jumps. I think that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, even though. That injury, obviously, a while back, basically paralyzed him. Like people thought he wasn't going to walk again, but now, yeah. like he's 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 jumping, walking. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, props to him. 
yeah. I mean, people who can go through, you know, car limb loss, limb loss, anything like that. Car accidents, you know, like you. Yeah. And still come out on top. I mean, Chris, you're so brave. You got heart, kid. You're brave. You're strong. You're stunning. Okay. So to wrap it up, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, (laughs) Real quick, on the spot, give me three picks to maybe win the Masters. Matt, go. Tiger. Um, Jordan Spieth. And... Um, uh, the guy that won it last year. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go with old boy Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy, and Eldrick Woods, also known. Rory chokes he, every year. Rory I love does the guy, choke but he, every he, year. He, he, he chokes. He's yeah. hot. He's hot right now, though. So you never know. The green jacket, a tradition unlike any other. Chris, do you know any golfers playing in the Masters other than the ones we've mentioned? I mean, Rory McIlroy, uh, John Ram, and Justin Rose. I would say. Uh, I literally just read those off of Google. Uh, what about? Um, but I mean, I definitely what about think Nicholson. What about Happy Gilmore? What about yeah. Arnold Palmer? Um, <laughs> but yeah, that about does it for episode nine of of Let's Boogie. Uh, we thank you guys for tuning in to some buffoonery, talking about movies and good old-fashioned sports but uh yeah we appreciate you all we tell you this every week but we mean it more and more each week and uh this podcast i'm gonna dedicate this podcast to to my cat uh who is uh on his last leg i've known him for he's been with me for 15 years and cancer sucks whether it's with humans or with animals and i'm just gonna tell everyone to appreciate their time with their pets while they have it and it's valuable so here's leo I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving! The show goes on! This is my home! They're gonna need a fucking wrecking ball to take